Hey everyone, welcome to Austin Climate Coalition's podcast, One World Our Coalition. In this episode, we will talk about the Kinefin Project. My name is Matthew Kim, and I'll be your host for today's discussion. I'm joined by Sophie. Hi, uh, I'm Sophie. I guess just to start off with, many people in our age group consider global warming and the many related issues to be a central concern for our future. And, you know, what led you to become interested in climate activism? Uh, my family has always been like outdoorsy. Um, so I've been on a lot of hiking trips um, ever since I was a little kid. And that really connected me to nature. And then when I later learned um, that climate change is threatening nature and also threatening like human livelihoods, that really got me into the cause. Do you have any specific facts maybe that kind of got you interested? I don't know, for me, I was thinking about the, or limit your CO2 emissions in like within the next 10 years by like 50% or something mm -hmm. that, you know, yeah. is there anything that you think is particularly meaningful to you? I think maybe the like rapid extinction rates, um, like the idea that, that we're in the, the sixth mass extinction, uh, that's scary and motivating. Yeah, definitely. The Great Barrier Reef, seeing all the pictures mm. of the bleaching of the coral reefs is pretty intense. And mm -hmm. yeah, it's not fun at all. Um, so, you know, we're here to talk about the Kinefin Project, and that's spelled C-Y-N-E-F-I-N. -E and it's a project Sophie has been helping to work on. It's a website where you can go online and you can find articles that they've written about climate issues. You know, I just wanted to learn, how'd you learn about the Kinefin Project and, you know, what are your current goals for, I guess, this environmental activism discussion forum website that you have going? <laughs> so I learned about the Kinevin project through a summer class, that, an online summer class last summer. And one of the students in the class was the creator of the Kinevin project. And she mentioned the blog um, just in some of our discussion boards. And so I checked it out uh, because of that, and I liked liked what I saw, and so now I'm working on it. <laughs> um, and as for our goals, um, right now we have kind of two goals. Uh, one of them is to just get more perspectives um, on the blog, just people's ideas, thoughts, research, whatever, even like art related to climate change and the environment um, just so we can all get a broader picture of of climate change and all of the ways that it's connected to everything else yeah and, I, that's really cool i've been checking through the website and you do have a lot of articles on there and it, i think it's pretty nicely oriented or it's i think it's user-friendly accessible <laughs> and i'm just curious how long has the kinevin project been around or like when did you guys start it uh, it was started in March. I joined in, I think it was July. <laughs> okay, yeah, so, so you've been working on it long. for, yeah, more than a couple months now. So, mm -hmm. you know, since you've been writing for it for a bit, uh, do you have a favorite article or, like, a favorite article, artwork, I know that you said there was there that, you know, that you would like to share or you thought was the most meaningful or the impressive, I'd say? Um, and I don't know about favorite. Um... But definitely the like the first articles um, that that were 
written by the creator just about like why like why Kinevin um those those ones at the beginning were really powerful to me so what is the what does the word Kinevin mean because I it's yeah, a fancy sounding word so <laughs> for the common person you know yeah well, it's explained on the website um the basics is I think it's Welsh and it means like place to stand or I think it's also just described as like like habitat um and so it's it can be a description of like the earth uh, what the earth is for us and also can be a description like of the blog um like we're taking our stands like through the blog so that's kind of some of the meaning there yeah and also how long do you think each article is on the blog just you know is it a, uh, like it, your casual casual blog or you know pretty it varies some of them are pretty long. Um, you say this is more like a scientific research kind of blog or maybe uh, I mean, anecdotal? Well, so it depends on the section. Um, there's one section that, that we've been working on so far is called the Paradigm Initiative. And that's like the really the research heavy one uh, where we're trying to like break down climate change um, and ex explore as many facets as we can, uh, like methodically. But then there's also the section, um, the the Nuthatch Journal, which is intended to be like more casual, like more more casual research, or just or not 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 research things. Is there any like specific reason for the name that you guys came up with? The well, journal uh, descri it describes the kind of more casual. I'm not sure why the nut hatch. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, it's a fun name. <laughs> yeah, actually, do you have any favorite climate authors that maybe inspired some of your work, or is it kind of you? You found the work before, you know, you found maybe the extra literature that goes with it. So far, I've been looking at mostly like like statistics and history and stuff, and not so much like climate, like as you said, literature. Interesting authors to read. Uh, for anyone listening, I recommend Naomi Klein. She's a pretty well-known author. Uh, she's written books. Actually, I went to one of her book signings when she came to Austin um, for her book, On Fire. And there's also David Wallace Wells. I actually also got my uh, his book signed. His book is called An Uninhabitable Earth. And it's, it's a very sad picture. It's just a dead beat. That's, that's the cover. So obviously, you could probably tell he has a lot of negative things. The whole beginning of the book is a bunch of negative things. But anyway... Um, we're talking about the Kinevin project. So I was curious, so Sophie, what have you learned from being in the project and, you know, especially as a youth in the online world, because, you know, now all their climate movements, especially during COVID, it's all online. So what do you, you know, what have you learned? Yeah. So I think what I've learned has not, is not so much related to like online, being on, online, like on the internet, um, but just learning to like communicate and share um the project just i've used a lot of like texting and zoom and stuff just to like try to get the word out there and so i've had a chance to like expand my comfort zone um in that way same communication do you think you've probably learned more 
about climate change being in- I mean this probably uh, maybe it's a dumb question but um, yeah do you how much how much do you think your knowledge about like climate change and everything's improved and has your maybe perspective on climate change changed that's, that's a lot of change uh, throughout <laughs> working in the project uh, well I've definitely learned uh, so far it's been a lot of like filling in details um, I've been looking mostly at um, his history right now and so overall uh, my opinion on like the current state of things has not changed too much yet um, but as we explore more of like the more present day stuff then I would ex expect to see see things changing. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I mean, there's so many things you could talk about and look at. Um, mm -hmm. Just I mean, every day it seems like there's new things. I mean, especially in Central Texas, we have the pipelines and all that. A lot of yeah, depressing climate news. And also, I wanted to maybe talk more about having an online presence because you know Austin Climate Coalition. We have our Instagram, and we also have a website too. And so, you know, what do you think is different about, I guess, organizing and teaching people about the climate online versus maybe like in traditional, you know, a meeting, um, maybe you have classes or, I don't know, newspaper, although that's kind of media too. But is there anything that's, you think that's like easier or maybe limiting from being online? Well, in terms of like reaching people, it's kind of easier and harder. Um, it's easier as in just because it's online, a lot more people can see it um, versus like a class that you have to go to. So I guess, what is your dream for the Kinnevin project? Um, since it's on a website, you know, how would you want people to look at it or maybe how would you want it to evolve in the future? Um, I think our dream is for it to become like a like a con like a, a conversation uh, where people can read and then and like be inspired and come up with their own ideas and then we can like bounce off each other um so like it could phrase that as like becoming more of a community um which is hard with two people um i know that you are probably looking for more help on the kinnevin project and so is there anything else you would like to share about the project that maybe people might be interested in being involved in? I guess, I mean, one thing is that like your commitment level is really like up to you. Um, like I'm working on it long-term, but we're all, we also welcome like one-time contributors. Like if you just have an idea or there's a current, there's a current event that you just want to get your opinion out on or something, um, then we like we welcome all that too. Yeah. If you're and, an aspiring climate, Oh, sorry. I just interrupted. Yeah. That's, well, and like, it doesn't have to be research either. Um, uh, like I mentioned, if you have art or creative writing or anything like that, that's like, re that's related to the environment. Um, we, we're, we'll pub we can publish that too. So yeah, it doesn't have to be all scientific research if that's not what gets you excited. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like if you want to be an aspiring climate writer, definitely this project's very interesting. I'm very interested in where this project's going to go since it's very young. You know, it started in March. 
And where can people find the Kinnevin Project? So, I mean, this probably is, you have your website link. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we have the website, which is kinnevin-project.org. And then on the website, um, we share uh, our email, which is just kinnevin.project at gmail.com. So, so that's the best way to get into contact with us. Cool. And if you, you can also look at the title of this episode to find out how you spell Kinnevin. And you can also check out the Austin Climate Coalition Instagram, where we will post uh, more about the Kinnevin Project, and we will include the link to the website in our link tree in our bio. So feel free to check that out as well. Um, just another way to get there. And how can they reach you if they have any more questions? Would it be best through the website or through the, I guess, the email on the website? Yeah, that would be best. Thanks, Sophie. Uh, thank you for talking uh, this afternoon on the Austin Climate Coalition's um, podcast. Very excited to have you here and looking forward to what the Kinnevin Project's going to do in the future. Yeah, thank you.